welcome to Common Sense Medicine. Yes, it's a new health podcast uh, that is evidence based, trying to get information out to people so that they better understand their health. That's right. Just trying to make regular medical knowledge more common. Yeah, and I think you know after we've been seeing patients for a while, we realize that's what people need. They just need more information to better understand their health, so they can make better educated decisions for their health. That's right. Go ahead. You are Melissa Wood. That's right. Family nurse practitioner with additional certification in lifestyle medicine. Which is awesome. And I am Tim Chen. I'm a family physician that has big interest in public health and evidence-based medicine. That's right. Now, again, this podcast is just—I guess—disclaimer time, right? This is just a podcast for medical information. This is not medical advice personalized for people because we don't know what people are going through. That's right. That's right. So, if you have any questions, any concerns, definitely consult with your provider before implementing anything new. Perfect. So now that's out of the way, we're going to get into today's podcast. Let's do it. And we've had a lot of support. I feel like our patients, even the ones that I didn't, you know, tell them about it, they're like they somehow found it or stumbled on it. I had one guy asked him. He's like, "I don't listen to podcasts, but I hear your voice in my kitchen all the time because my wife does." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah." Well, today, you know, this is a big one. This is a big episode mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of people have been asking about vitamins. Mm-hmm. Right, beginning of the year. A lot of workout programs, a lot of ads on social media about take it this supplement, take this vitamin, and uh, we want to address that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people have, you know, even purchased programs that have certain supplements. People aren't really sure what they should or shouldn't be taking, and if there's really any evidence to support a lot of these things that are out there. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So today, to put it in perspective, the first one, the order we'll talk about is vitamin D. So vitamin D, obviously a big one. I feel like everybody and their mama is on it. And in fact, as far as supplement sales goes, it's the number one sold supplement across the world. Mm-hmm. Then we'll actually talk about maybe studies. Like why do you need good studies to try to figure out if supplements work? And then we will talk about the other ones, A, E, selenium, zinc, C, you know, again, a bunch of vitamins, people buy them by the bulk, take them. And then maybe our final thoughts on what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we'll break it down. And hopefully everybody will come out knowing a little bit more about what they need or don't need to be taking. There you go. Okay, well, let's start. So vitamin D, you know, it's actually kind of interesting. I was looking through the history of vitamin D, and essentially it started out with what we call an ecological study. So as I'm nerding out here, just stop me, Melissa. I'm sorry to get too technical. (laughs) But an ecological study was when people look at people when researchers look at people in different parts of the world and they start noticing trends. And what they noticed was that people who lived around the equator lived better than people who did not. And they, and it was like everything, Um, less heart disease, less cancer, less multiple sclerosis, less fatigue, less sexual dysfunction. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. And so it was one of those kind of very interesting observations they noticed. Uh, But of course, I mean, you're in different countries. You have different, there's too much variables in that, right? So the next thing they did was they did something called an observational trial. So observational trials are kind of funny. What they do is they look at people who took vitamin D and people who didn't. Because they want to prove, like, is it vitamin D that did this uh, because of sunlight on the equator or is it something else? And what they found when they looked at people, and so observational trials means that researchers don't interfere, they don't 
adjust for anything, just look at populations. And they started finding out that people who took vitamin D had literally lower risk of every single disease process in the world. <laughs> Which does is, that say, yeah, and that's where you say, like, does common sense really say that, like, that would be real? Right. Yeah. Because, exactly, because vitamin D is a, it, truly, if you, you want to categorize, it's more of a hormone because the body can actually make vitamin D. So vitamins, by definition, are something you can't make that you have to eat from food. Your body actually can make vitamin D through sunlight and kidney and, you know, it's changing with cholesterols in the, in the skin. Um, but you're right. It, all it does is it works on, it works on calcium, mm-hmm. right? Absorbing it and bones and stuff like that. So how could that literally affect everything in the body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, how could it? How could it? Right. <laughs> so the next step is researchers did what we call lab studies. And they found out that multiple different cells in the body have vitamin D receptors. And so now it was like, it was tying together, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is making sense. And so the final step, is randomized control trial. Mm-hmm. And so this part is kind of fascinating because what you do here is you give pay, you give population, right? You take some people and you break them into groups and you randomize them. So randomized means I take somebody maybe who's super motivated, who's healthy, and, and then somebody who's not, and somebody who is. You just divide it up, completely random. And some people you give vitamin D and some people you give a sugar pill and you call it vitamin D. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about the results. So Melissa, just putting that, what do you think? Obviously, sometimes things sound too good to be true. Yeah. And I think even in those cases, you know, some people will have some benefits that may be that placebo effect. So, and I, you know, we'll get into that a little bit more with some other, just vitamins in general, but... Yeah, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more to it. Exactly. So drum roll. Let's start with some of the big questions. So number one, people said vitamin D can actually stop cancer, right? So vitamin D supplementation uh, stops cancer. They did a big trial called the AMA-TERASU trial, which what they did with that was they took 400 people, 200 in each group, and they gave them vitamin D at high doses, and then one group, sugar pill, but told them they would get vitamin D. And when they ran it for four and a half years, they found zero difference in either group for all types of cancer. Okay. All right. There you have it. Kind of a bummer, right? So <laughs> you're like, oh, shoot, it didn't stop cancer. Uh, the next thing they did was what about fractures, right? Fracture prevention. So at Crichton University, they took, let me get my numbers right. It was huge, 25,000 women. All right, and they randomized them to taking vitamin D, no vitamin D, and looked at fracture risk. And these are elderly women and men too, and they found zero. Zero. Zero difference <laughs> in fracture. Um, so obviously that was kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Heart disease, right? So vitamin D was supposed to stop heart disease and stroke. A VIDA trial in New Zealand in 2014, 5,000 people randomized to vitamin D or sugar pill. Zero difference. And yeah, heart different. disease and stroke risk, mm-hmm. right? And then the final one, vitamin D for colds, <laughs> all right? Uh, pandemic, COVID, yeah. a lot of vitamin D for colds. 2012 New Zealand did a study, same thing. 322 people, uh, 322 people, huge doses. We're talking vitamin D of 200,000 IU, which most of the time we only give like 2,000. Mm-hmm. This is like a hundredfold, right? Looking at important things, not just infections, but infections, how severe they are. Did you miss work because of them? Two groups of people, zero difference. 
There you have it. There you have it. So, <laughs> Melissa, what? Why did this not happen? Like, how did you go from I observed something, I saw it in the ecological studies, you know, I can ex- I can explain it in a lab, but when I actually do a good quality, these randomized control trials are considered the gold, you know, gold standard. Why? Why is there no difference? Right. Yeah. Well, because there's so many different variables. You know, you can't account for every single variable that could affect someone, you know, whether it's getting a cold or heart disease or whatever these things we're testing. There's so many other things that go into those conditions that isolating it to just one thing. In this case, it wasn't the vitamin D, Correct. you know, if, if there is other, you know, some other one magic thing, it wasn't the vitamin D. Yeah, you're exactly right. So when you are looking at observational trials or ecological studies, you're exactly right. There's too many variables to try to uh, control for. Uh, and when they found out looking at these observational trials, they found out that people who are taking vitamin D, right? So in the observational trial, the researcher doesn't touch it. They just look at people and their habits. The people who are taking vitamin D were wealthier, more likely to exercise, more likely to go to the doctor, have health insurance, and less likely to smoke than compared to people who weren't taking vitamin D. So instantly, you start realizing these are two different types of people. Mm -hmm. And we know if you're more likely to exercise, if you're wealthier, if you're more likely to go to the doctor, you're going to have a better outcome no matter what Mm -hmm. than somebody who doesn't do all those things. Yeah. And all of those lifestyle habits are going to lower your risk of certain types of cancers, um, heart disease, Mm -hmm. all that. So. Exactly, exactly. And that's, I guess, you know, splitting off from vitamin E, the, the importance of randomization, the importance of trials, because in this podcast, we're not going to touch every single one of them. And every six weeks, a new one comes out, right? Mm-hmm. It's collagen. It's, you know, I don't know, it's, what was that? Velvet horn from a deer extract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. from the antlers. From the antlers. Right, from the antlers. Lord, I mean, <laughs> why would we need, yeah, and yeah, common sense will tell you, why Why would you need something like that? Exactly. And if it's in your supplement, you may <laughs> just ask that question. Exactly, exactly. It, whatever the thing is, you need good trials, right? And what randomization does is, right, it takes the people who are wealthy or motivated, exercise, and sometimes it'll put them in the placebo group. Maybe they'll be the one that takes a sugar pill mm-hmm. and the one who doesn't have insurance, uh, isn't exercising, who smokes, they'll be in the vitamin D group. So when you do these randomized control trials, that helps you better adjust for what we call confounding. So things that, that may affect the outcome that you didn't realize was. And so whatever the supplement is, when we look at trials, you need that level of evidence before people want to buy it. Now, if it's one of those, you got all the money in the world, look, Melissa, I'm not going to tell people to not buy a Maserati. If you have, you know, $180,000 laying around, you want to buy a Maserati, have at it, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to take this supplement that costs $800 a month, have at it. But if it's one of those things where, like, I guess our point is we want to give you the right information. Now, what you do with that at the end of the day is yours. But regardless of the supplement, regardless of whatever, if they don't have this quality of evidence, it is hard for us as physicians to recommend that. 
or not recommend that. Right. And just knowing that supplements do come with their own risks. Mm -hmm. Even if you have all the money in the world and can afford the best of the best, you still don't actually know what is in those supplements. Mm -hmm. They're not regulated by the FDA. Certain substances, even though they're all natural, I mean, Na- natural <laughs> things try to kill us all the time. Uh, no doubt. Um, so, you know, just because it comes from nature does not mean it's um, the safest for us. That, that's exactly right. Right. Like strychnine, right? Uh, <laughs> venom from a snake, you know, yeah. sharks, you know, yes. right. There are plenty of natural things. Mercury, lead, these are natural things found in, uh, in nature that also are poisonous, especially if we don't know what we're doing with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're exactly right. Some of them aren't regulated. There are a lot of trials, investigative reporting where people actually went to GNC. Sorry, GNC, we're not just calling you out, but any health food store, right? Pulled out fish oil, tested it, actually had zero fish oil in it mm-hmm. uh, or zero a- any of the active ingredients that it said it was on the bottle. So you do have to be a little cautious. And I guess that's the only thing with pharma regulation, FDA regulation. At least you have to have some testing, some data. A lot of these over-the-counter things have no testing, no data. But people, they'll take 20 supplements with a yeah. cholesterol medicine. Oh, yeah. Especially if they heard it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're on the internet now, Melissa. We are or on. somebody's podcast. That's yeah. right. That's right. We're, I told them, we're coming for you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. You're your millions of subscribers. No, um, again, I, our thing, I think, is if we give people good quality evidence, at the end of the day, people can make their own decisions. Um, but I would like for you not to waste your money. Uh, on something that has no benefit and maybe even some harm, which I guess brings us into the next phase of vitamins, which is again, everywhere, every their, everyone and their mama takes, you know, A, E, C, D. Do these things actually do anything or do they not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at least from some pretty good studies that you sent me, the evidence was that no, they do not. They don't do anything. They don't. They don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I was like, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny. I mean, like people ask, where did this vitamin craze actually come from, right? Like, why, why, especially in the United States? I mean, we're the ones few that just buy vitamins like it's like it's candy. Um, and exactly what happened was in the '60s in Norway, these people, these researchers were studying eating habits, right? And they started realizing that people who had a lot of antioxidants in their diet, which comes from fruits and vegetables, they do better than people who don't. They have lower lung cancer risk, lower aggressive prostate cancer risk, lower heart disease risk. And in 1989, in Bethesda, in uh, in that um, area of the United States, they did the same research confirming the Norwegian uh, studies that, hey, people who eat lots of fruits and vegetables full of antioxidants really, really have lower risk of bad outcomes in a lot of things. Enough that the FDA was like, um, you should probably eat more fruits and vegetables. Yes. yes. And not try to put them in a pill. You exactly. know, there's a lot of supplements that say this little pill has the equivalent of, you know, you know, all this kale, blueberries, <laughs> uh, you know, 200 almonds, you know, all in one little pill. And... But really, you just eat the food. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, exactly. I mean, I feel like that's almost, I don't want to say it's an American phenomenon, but it's one of those like, we tr- maybe it's just human nature. We would rather take the easy way around. Mm-hmm. Instead of eating salmon, we would just draw it into a pill and fish oil, mm-hmm. right? Or instead of eating 
you know, the kale, like the FDA said, hey, lots of fruits and vegetables, onions, leeks, kale, you know, um, lettuce, legumes, beans, nuts. There's so much antioxidants in there, which again, the reason we need antioxidants is our body just living produces a lot of oxidative stress, which is what it does just to live, right? And that can damage cells. And so when you eat lots of antioxidants, it can help. But we must be the only people that will, if one is good, you know, 5,000 is better, right? And we'll extract it and we'll make all these claims that it'll prolong your life, you know, help with Alzheimer's, whatever we want to claim, but it doesn't quite work that way. Right. It might sound good in theory and sound like it should translate Mm -hmm. more is better, but that's not always the case. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, just to, to name a few, I mean, in 2004, Denmark, and they're really good studies in Europe. They looked at 14 randomized control trials. So again, speaking of the trials, the highest quality you have, looking for any sign. It was like a Hail Mary throw because none of the studies, once we get to the randomized control trial level, that quality showed any benefit, right? They, they did a Hail Mary sign trying to figure out cancer, heart disease, something. You know, and they looked at vitamin A, E, C, zinc, selenium, and they found out that no heart disease protection. No cancer protection. Um, and if anything, beta carotene supplementation, uh, vitamin A supplementation, vitamin E supplementation was actually related to like an 18% increase in more aggressive lung cancer. So it did the opposite mm-hmm. of what they thought from food, mm-hmm. which again, Melissa, here we are. I mean, I guess it's discussion time. This is just it's not the same. Eating food versus eating a vitamin is just not the same. No. And if we were meant to eat 200 almonds in a sitting mm-hmm. to get the nutrients that we needed, then we would be able to do that. You know, so we don't have to take what we think would be a good idea and put it into a pill just to make us physically able to consume that. Yeah. So really what we get from our food is... Your body knows what it needs. Mm -hmm. Um, And here, you know, in today's society, there's a lot of things that we don't need out there. And I think that's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. We have all kinds of unhealthy options as well. But for the most part, if we are following a healthy diet, getting Mm -hmm. those fruits and vegetables, Mm -hmm. our body knows how much we need. And we just need to kind of do that intuitively. Exactly, exactly. And really, I mean, if you think about it, look, an apple is more than just vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Right there's so many we call it phytonutrients, isoflavonoids, all these other things that play a role in how these vitamins get activated, and for us to think that we can isolate one piece of that and it does everything is actually kind of just funny, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like the saying that vitamins and minerals, when it comes to food, is like a symphony, right? Everything plays off one another. There are things in there that we don't even know what they do, mm-hmm. but because they're there and they balance one another, the body knows exactly how to use it. Uh, but when we isolate, and exactly right, uh, these, some of these vitamin E supplements, it's 2,000 almonds, you know? <laughs> uh, some of these vitamin C supplements are literally like eight cantaloupes or 14 oranges. Like, this is not... <laughs> That's not something you would get on a regular day, let Mm -hmm. alone taking that daily forever. Exactly. Um, It's just not possible. It's not possible. And not needed in most cases. Exactly, exactly. And like I said, you know, it's one thing that if if it doesn't help, but it doesn't harm, whatever. But when it doesn't help and there's actually possible harm, that's something that you need to be like, hmm, we might need to get this message out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we really 
have to look at things from that objective standpoint. And if it's truly not something that's going to be safe long term, or there's no true evidence to support it, why are we even doing it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And really, you know, kind of, I guess, circling back to vitamin D, you know, there's a lot more than vitamin D activation when people get sunlight. Right. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's mood elevation. There's all sorts of chemicals that actually get activated by sunlight in the body that, I mean, it can help with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to, you know, list heart disease, you know, mood, some will help with antioxidants, some will even help with male issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just being in the sunlight. So again, that same concept of we can just isolate one thing and try to mass produce it, we're going to get benefit is kind of a, a fool's errand. Yes. Right. Regardless of what, if it's antler, velvet. <laughs> velvet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Before we close, I think we should say a few instances where supplementation may be needed. Uh-huh. You know, of course, if you're in one of these categories, you may want to speak with your provider or dietitian, but there, you know, um, different conditions like gastric surgery mm-hmm. or, um, different absorption problems, um, you know, different types of colon disease, things like that too. So there may be some instances, if your doctor has told you to supplement with something, then Mm -hmm. yes. Um, A few dietary patterns like vegans um, typically do need a little B12 because Mm -hmm. they're not going to get it from food. Um, So there's a few little instances like that, that if you have to follow a specific eating pattern or have had any types of surgeries that affect your absorption or anything like that, then yes, there's a few cases where supplementation may be needed. But for the general population living in our current world of food abundance, Mm -hmm. um, we can usually get what we need just through our food. Yeah. No, actually, Melissa, that is a perfect kind of like caveat. Because right, some people... They might have celiac disease. They might have ulcerative colitis, some kind of gut issue that affects them from absorbing things. You're right. They might not get it. Um, and so, right, talk to your doctor before you're like, I heard on <laughs> medicine that this no is... No more vitamins. This is junk. You know, right. So, yeah, some people with kidney disease, they can't make vitamin D. You know, some mm-hmm. people with... There's things that there are caveats in there. But, right, for the general population, I guess... Well, your doctor has not told you to take it and you're just like going through GNC or you went on YouTube and this person swears by this, you know, super expensive supplement. Those are the ones that, you know, you want to be a little bit more cautious with. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like you said, Melissa, we have so much food nowadays. We have a, bu- I mean, we're not a third world country. We're, we're mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got food. We actually throw away more food <laughs> than I think if some of the poor countries come here, they'll probably be shocked how mm-hmm. much food we're throwing away. Oh, yeah. And even a lot of our food is supplemented. So even the the unhealthiest, you know, breakfast cereal is still fortified with (laughs) vitamins. That's right. They already have the the necessary daily vitamins there. Exactly. So, so right. The take-home point, vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C, E, selenium. For the general population without any kind of gut disease, these things actually probably don't do a whole lot. In fact, if we just ate the food, like I said, there's no shortcut. If you just ate the food, get in the sunlight, the body actually will know what to do. It sounds so simple, and I don't know why we try to complicate it so much, mm-hmm. but there is a lot of benefit. Uh, and there's a lot of things that we can't describe or we don't know, but the body knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Melissa, any final closing thoughts that you have? I think we just need to 
use common sense with these things, <laughs> do what our body already knows to do. Mm-hmm. And that's just eat the food, eat a good variety, lots of different colors. Yes. Get some sunlight here and there. Mm-hmm. Not too much. Not too much. That's right. That's right. Don't burn yourself out there. Yes. But um, just do all the things that we intuitively know that we need to do. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a perfect. We're gonna reel that and clip, <laughs> and clip it. Well, Melissa, obviously this was a fun one because I had to do a lot of reading, and if I nerded out too much, I apologize. No, that's the, great. Good, good information. Well, next week we might get canceled. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, testosterone. Here we come. We're yeah, we're coming. Um, and again, like I said, our job. We're going to talk about testosterone because it's just such a hot topic. I feel like at least once a week, five people will come asking to get their testosterone checked or, mm-hmm. you know, they saw on the news, they think they need it because they have all these symptoms. And we'll talk all about where that came from. Does it help? Does it not help? And again, at the level of evidence of randomized control trial, not like it worked from my grandma or it worked from my dad or you know, because that level of evidence essentially is like I did a rain dance and it rained. So definitely. Mm-hmm. So we need to get past that. It's, you know, it's been thousands of years. We got to have better, mm-hmm. <laughs> better evidence. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. So cool. Melissa, always thank you for your input. Oh, yeah. You too. All right, girl. Next week it is. All right.